Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys? We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. Alright, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Wife! What are we doing today? Uh, we're doing our Q&A and our wrap-up, I believe. Of First Kings. That's right, yeah. Yep, 
Yep, that is what we're doing. Okay. And uh, do you have anything to tell us about that uh, scenario that we're getting into here today? <laughs> yeah. Um, we are going to be going over that question about spirits. Okay. Yeah. And um, do a little summary of First Kings. And normally we would do a pop quiz, but all the pop quizzes yeah. uh, are over First and Second Kings combined since it was originally one book. So we'll just hold out for the end of uh, right. Kings in general. Yeah, we'll do a pop quiz over First and Second Kings. Okay, that okay. sounds good. Yep. All right. I mean, so far we could just say there's been a lot of Kings. Yeah. You know? There sure as fuck have. Yeah, we won that quiz. Woo! All right. <laughs> Let's get into this Q&A slash wrap-up. Okie dokie. Hey, wife, do you like coffee in the morning? I sure do, husband. Morning, noon, night. Which reminds me, I need to add that to our grocery list because we're running low. Wait, before you do that, check out the website ungodlybrew.com where you can purchase a pound of your favorite flavor of coffee. What if I want more than one pound? Either order a larger amount or better yet, get 10% off by setting up a subscription for every two weeks or a month or whatever works for you. Did you set up something special for our listeners? You know I did. Exclusive for our listeners, get an additional 10% off subscriptions by entering the code SACRILEGIOUSCOFFEE at checkout. That's a hellishly good deal. Ungodly Brew is hellishly good coffee. Okay, so before we talk about the spirits, let's go over the scene in which the spirits were discussed. Okay. Do you remember what happened? I kind of remember that there was a spirit, but uh, then, and he did something for God. Okay, so that's that's the most I got right now. That is like pretty far from a good summary. Yeah, no, it was a really bad summary. Okay, so there was a prophet, and. What's his name? Ahab was like, oh, I don't want to talk to that guy. He always gives me shitty prophecies. Right, right. And we thought he was going to pull Elijah out of his ass, right? right? Yeah. But no, it was some dude named Micaiah. Right, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck was that all about? So I looked him up just to get a little dig on him. Yeah. Didn't say a lot about him. His name is Hebrew for who is like Yah. Okay. Not the whole Yahweh or Yahweh. Right. Just Who's Yah? Um, part of the whole okay. Yahweh, Yahweh thing, sure. probably. All right. And he is one of the four disciples of Elijah. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if that's something that we'll learn in right. the coming book. I mean, they, but... they, you would have thought that, so like if it was going to be a disciple, since they've talked about Elisha, you would have thought yeah. it would have been Elisha that did this and not like, right. but okay. But let's right. keep in mind that these were originally one book. So right. we right. might learn more about him later. True. Also keep in mind that there's this whole other set of books that we're missing. Right. And he may have been discussed more in those. Okay. So I don't feel like I'm giving away a spoiler or ruining anything by saying that he is one of the four disciples of Elijah. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's basically all I could find on him. Got it. Okay. Which is next to nothing. Right. Next to nothing. He's very godly according to his name. Sure. And he... Follows Elijah. Okay. Okay. So he comes and he's giving um, Ahab, call me Ishmael. He's giving him um, sarcastic, like, sure, yeah, you're totally going to win, whatevs. Right. And then Ahab's like, okay, I can hear you being sarcastic. Tell me the truth. And then Micaiah's like, okay, I'm going to tell you the truth. You're not going to fucking like it. You're going right. to fucking lose. Yeah. Because guess what God told me? You're going to lose. And then he repeats this scene 
that happened. And it is in that scene where he basically was watching God talk to his host right. or something. Right. And it doesn't specifically say host of what or host of who, but it's his host. Okay. Um, and God um, talks to the host and is like, what should we do? Give me some advice. What, what are your ideas? And then one of the hosts is like, ooh, I know I could put some um, lies into the mouths of those 400 um, whatever prophets. prophets. Yeah. Yeah. And God's like, oh, my God, that is so cool. I right. mean, yeah, let's totally do that. Sure. And the person who said that or the entity that said that was the spirit. Okay. okay right. So I had to get into all that before we get into what is a spirit. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about the scene a little bit more, though. Okay. Some rabbis accept that the scene described by Micaiah literally occurred in heaven. Okay. So, Micaiah was like a witness. He was in heaven watching this unfold. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And further on in the Bible, Yahweh warns against false prophecies. Right. So, it's kind of weird because yet Yahweh's actions to allow false prophecies to be given. Right. Are deliberate and intentional and go entirely against that. Yeah, it was not just later in the Bible. They've talked about false prophecies mm-hmm. earlier in the Bible too. Right, but they're and, gonna. They're, he will specifically say it. Right, but it, it. You know, we've talked about God being a dick before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, just a couple of times. Yeah, just once <laughs> or twice. But like, if he's literally making pe- not making people, but but coercing people into um, giving false prophecies. Mm-hmm then he is directly responsible for them being false prophets. And so when he's punishing people for being false prophets, that he caused them, like, where does this circle of bullshit ever end? Okay, so that is a great question because from everything I could find, there is intense debate over whether or not God actually put, um, forced people to do false prophecies. Okay. Okay. The apologists and, like, the Bible scholars or whatever who yeah. are, like, into it. Right. Um, they will say, okay, first of all, God did not do it himself. He merely allowed this to happen. Okay. And so, right, right, right. But follow me here for a second. I'm following. I don't know I how, familiar, how familiar you are with the book of Job, which we haven't got to yet. Right. I know that it's, like... Uh... There's a lot of shit that's going to... Like, that's a crazy book. That is a crazy book. Um, the devil is like... I am I bet if I fuck with this dude, he'll totally switch teams. Right. And God's like, I'll take that bet. Yeah. And so that is often what they will use as an example of God allowing evil to do its thing while not being the one who does it himself. Okay. So that that's one of the defenses. But, okay. Uh, okay. I know. I know. It's but you're walking in a circle here, my guy. Right. And like, and I'm sorry, but like he has not presented himself enough to the people of Israel, or let let's not even talk about today and you know now. Right. Right. There there is no fucking God. Like as far right. as I'm concerned, that's that's a moot point and whatever. And but even in the Bible times, he did not present himself enough for these people to know who he was versus who anybody else was that's talking to them. Right. If there's some fucking entity that's God-like talking to them, it's God, right? right. I mean, right. that's... 
Well, okay, but there's more arguments against this. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I'm, I'm just telling you what the apologists say. Okay? Sure. I'm not trying to convince you. Okay. So there's more arguments against that, though. Um, there is one view that, of course, this never fucking happened. It was uh, Micaiah doing poetic license. Right. But let me get to that in a second. I just I got a question real quick. Mm-hmm. It, being an apologist sounds like a full-time job. Do you think they have good benefits? Like, I mean, oh my gosh. I'm just... <laughs> You're dumb. You're dumb. So others reject this entire view, arguing that God could not have sent false prophecy since prophecy is true by definition. Right? Then like, why? There is no, hold on, let me finish. Okay, okay. There is no such thing as false prophecy because okay. that is two words that are opposite to each other. So when someone prophesizes and it turns out to be false, what is that then? It's, it's, it wasn't a prophecy. Okay. Is what they're saying. Okay. All right. It's, it's like um, when we say hot water heater, you're not heating hot water, you're heating water to make it hot right it's it's a misphrasing we know what you mean by it but it's not correct phrasing okay so anyway instead they argue that micaiah actually fabricated this vivid scene using poetic dramatization in an attempt to frighten and thereby prevail upon ahab got it and i found this next point really really interesting Keep in mind, this event appears to occur after Ahab's repentance for Baal worship. Remember, he was like busted out and yeah. then he put on the potato sack and was like, sorry. Yeah. Right. Right. So this this happened after that. Okay. Okay. Yep. So these appear, his prophets appear to be prophets of Yahweh, not Baal. What? Al- albeit, let me finish. Albeit the Yahweh who was worshipped via golden calves. Remember we talked about that? Yeah. Rather than the Yahweh who was worshipped in the temple at Jerusalem. Okay, but how do you distinguish between the Yahweh that was worshipped via golden calves versus the Baal that's worshipped via golden calves versus whatever the fuck they're worshipping? Well, these were not Jezebel's prophets. These were his prophets. Right, but Jezebel was a Asherah and a Asherah. Right. And he was Baal. And they specifically at some point said Baal um, in that last chapter that we wrote, I thought. I, I mean, I, I, I'm i just, that's I what I recall. I don't remember well enough to argue with you. I'm just saying, I find it interesting that we literally in our Q&A, um, or not our Q&A, what was it? It was um, whatever we did a few days ago. No, it, right. it definitely would have been our Q&A on Saturday um, that we talked about. Um, the the difference between the two nations, North and South, was that they both um, they both worshipped Yahweh, right. but one did it the more ancient way that Aaron did. Got it. Right. Okay. So that's where this is coming from. Yep. And and that makes a lot of sense. These people don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're just worshiping whatever. Right. I mean, well, it turns out you're, I mean, you, you probably, I mean, they only did mention, I, I just did a quick search here and, and Baal is only mentioned once and that's when um, King Ahab's son, um, Aziah, um, he worshipped him and at the very end of the chapter yeah, there. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Baal was not actually specifically mentioned in that chapter. So okay. I guess that could be the case. That's. I mean, I mean, I wasn't trying to argue with you. I just no, no. swore I remembered that. 
Baal was mentioned in there, which he was, but just not where I thought he was. So. Right, right. I just, I, I kind of like the way, the way this is phrased, you know? Yeah. That what they were worshiping was an older kind of thing. Right. So still wrong, but closer to home. Sure. Yeah. So in ancient times, all the way through the Old Testament, God is seen as the sovereign deity with all other beings under his command and for his use. Right? Would you mm -hmm. agree with that? Yeah. Okay. So it's not until New Testament times, which obviously we haven't got into. Right. That you will see the idea of a kingdom of Satan or evil spirits in rebellion against the kingdom of God. Right. Okay. Right. So in the New Testament, Satan and the evil spirits are enemies of God and humanity and Jesus comes to deal with them. Right? Sure. Yeah. That's what the whole New Testament is about. Right. Right. So basically, human ideas about the spirit world evolved over time and the bible reflects that evolution so when kings was written the book of kings it wouldn't have been a weird idea for god to make use of evil spirits this is going back to the argument Got that it. Oh, maybe they are talking about spirits right right um for us with our ideas of very strict good and evil and like what are spirits it sounds very strange to us sure right yeah so this but this would have been normal to them okay so there's that, okay? Micaiah's prophecy is the earliest example in the Hebrew Bible of a representation of a heavenly throne room. Hmm. I found that very okay. interesting. Which, That's, yeah, I yeah. don't recall hearing about a heavenly anything, really. Right, no, I mean, actually, most of the stuff that they discussed up to this point have been almost earthbound. Like yeah, the, God in the, the fire, God the, in the wind. His seed on the ark and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, it's yeah. all very earthbound until that, that moment. Yeah. And that moment was all of a sudden, God is all heavenly and whatnot. Right, He's right. over there. Yeah. He's in space. Yeah. Sky daddy. Right, right. So it's not clear whether the heavenly throne room represents Micaiah's own belief or a depiction of Ahab's court prophets or what. Got it. Because, I mean... Obviously, there's no such thing as a real yeah. throne room up in the sky. Right, right. So, okay. So, here is the specific um, uh, verse where the word spirit is mentioned. Okay. okay? Yeah. And then there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. Like, remember that? Yeah, okay. yeah. So, a lot of scholars think that the article a spirit should actually read the spirit per um, the Hebrew translation. Okay. So there came forth the spirit. And then that gets into the question, but what are spirits, right? So is this like the the Catholic, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost thing where there's multiple iterations mm -mm. of the same God? Or? Maybe, maybe, but that's not where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. And I don't even really know what that means, honestly, because I'm just kind of speaking out of my ass there. Right. I don't understand what the Trinity is exactly. Um, I've heard it described as like ice water versus water. They're the same thing, but in different forms. Got it. And okay. so God as the Spirit and God as Jesus and God as... The Heavenly Father are like all actually the same thing at the same time. Okay. But it's just a It's like an of... electron that can exist in two places at once? Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a cat. Okay. Yeah. It's a cat yeah. in a box. Right. Yeah. So what are spirits, right? Back to the original question. Sure. Okay. So there are some that argue that they might be fallen angels. Like, remember, um, 
God does have angels that fell. Yeah. Right? And, you know, Satan is the the big one of those. Right, right. But there are others who followed him. Okay. So, and they would be in his host. Sure. And they, if anybody was going to volunteer, it would certainly be them. Right? Right, right. So, then there is... Um, the argument that, no, 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 it's not just any fallen angel. It's the evil spirit. So we're talking Satan, about Satan. Father of lies, the old deceiver. So, he, you know, he would be the one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Then there are a few that put forth the idea that, I don't know, maybe it was the spirit of Naboth. Remember, Naboth was the guy who yeah. um, had the grapevines that he didn't want to give up his right, land. Right. right. Yeah. And... So apparently there's a Jewish legend that says that it is the spirit of Naboth seeking revenge on Ahab. Huh. So I Interesting. don't... Interesting. I don't... So ghost stories, huh? Yeah. And I don't think that has, like, a lot of credence. It, not that any of these do, no, but right, I right, like right, that yeah. theory the as least. Far as, as far as which theory was meant to be right. the case. Exactly. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the last one, the last suggestion that I saw was, what if it's the spirit of God himself? Like, what? God's talking to himself? Right. Well, I mean, okay. I, could, I mean, I could believe that. He's very arrogant and self, you know, whatever. Aggrandizing. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, I have no idea. Yeah. So, basically, we had a question and did not answer it at all. Yay, us. But. We're awesome. We learned a lot. Yeah. So now let's do a summary of the book of First Kings. Okay. Okay. The book of First Kings is a compilation of various records of the acts of the kings of Israel yep. and Judah by a Deuteronomic, Deuteronomic compiler. Oh, okay. Of, in the 7th century BCE with a supplement added in the 6th century BCE. Oh, okay. Okay? Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. Right. First Kings provides an account of the death of David. I forgot this went back that far. Right. We had yeah. so many fucking kings. Yeah, no, I know. Okay? So it covered the death of David, the reign of his son Solomon, right. and the decline and division of the kingdom of Israel after Solomon and many of his successors turned to idol worship. I just don't believe that Solomon was as good as he said he was. He wasn't. I just, I don't believe that. He wasn't. And then that, that was the guy that was trying, we were trying to think of the other day, mm -hmm. where he all of a sudden in the very end he of the chapter. had like a thousand wives. Right. It's almost yeah. like somebody else, like, you know how we talked about Bathsheba and him were mm -hmm. writing this, you know, memoir of him, right? Uh-huh. It's almost like somebody got this and they're like, this is. Ridiculous. No, this is ridiculous. We need to cut him down here a little bit. And so they snuck in just, that just last throw, bit. throw this last bit on there. Yeah. 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 Um, the book of First Kings also recounts the ministry of the prophet Elijah among the northern ten tribes of Israel. Okay. Which, I mean, did it really cover that? Vague. Right, little, yeah. A little bit it. So, it, and then that really just kind of came, like we talked about at the time, that really just kind of popped out of nowhere. Yeah. Like, oh, there's another prophet. And, okay. and then, oh, there's another one. Right. Micaiah. Oh, oh, by Micaiah. It was all kings and now prophet. Ooh, yeah. Prophet. Yeah. Book of Prophets, what? Right. So here's, I found this really cool outline, and it breaks up um, First Kings into three little sections. Okay. Okay? Yeah. And apparently these are, this is how the book is commonly broken up. Okay. Okay? So First Kings verses, or First Kings chapters 1 through 11. All right. Okay? Yeah. So the first 11 chapters are King David has his son Solomon anointed king. Sure. Right? And then he dies. Yeah. 
Solomon rules his kingdom with great wisdom, builds a temple, and he wrecks his palace with a giant tub called the Sea at Jerusalem. Yeah, right? good shit. The Queen of Sheba visits Solomon. Yep. Solomon's many, 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 many wives. Many, many. Lure him away from worshiping the Lord and encourage him to worship false gods. Right. So then Solomon's kingdom is threatened by Jeroboam. Right. So that's the first 11 chapters. Okay. And like, I had forgotten that it went back that far. Right. In 22 chapters. Yeah. Right. All of this happened. Yep. That's ridiculous. So then in the next four chapters, um, chapters 12 through 16, all the tribes of Israel, except Judah and Benjamin, rebel against Solomon's son, Rehoboam. Okay. The kingdom is divided and Jeroboam becomes the ruler of the northern kingdom, kingdom, a.k.a. Israel. Right. Leaving Rehoboam to rule the southern kingdom, a.k.a. Judah. Judah. Yeah, that. I was expecting you to Sorry. Like, pipe up. I apologize. Jeroboam and Rehoboam both establish idol worship in their kingdoms. Right. I remember that. And many rulers of both kingdoms follow this pattern of idol worship. Yeah. Okay? I mean, because they aren't actually taught what God is and they don't talk right. to God and they don't know who God is. So Exactly. So the final couple chapters, chapters 17 through 22, the prophet Elijah causes a drought in the land right. and magically resurrects a widow's dead son. Yeah. That was, Forgot about that's that. That's crazy. Yeah. Elijah wins a fire lighting competition against the priests of Woo-hoo. Baal and shows that Jehovah is God. Or he's really good at lighting fires. One or, one I or mean, the other. I mean, you know. Yeah. One of those. Jezebel, the wife of King Ahab and a supporter of Baal, tries to kill Elijah. Yeah. So he travels to Mount Horeb, which is also Mount Sinai. Right. Where the Lord reveals himself in a whisper. Yeah, not the strong wind and not the earthquake and not the fire. Exactly. But the whisper. The whisper. The gentle wind. It started with a whisper. (laughs) Elijah meets Elisha. Right. Who will succeed him as prophet. Elijah prophesies the deaths of Ahab and Jezebel. And then Ahaziah, Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, reigns in wickedness. Yeah, he does. And that... That's that. That that is that. That is a lot of shit that went down in 22 chapters. Well, I mean, the Bible is very clunky. Like, it's... It it doesn't. It doesn't transition well it really does not it's not uh it's not a good story it's not a good story it's um it has its moments where it's fun to make fun of it mm-hmm. and and it even has its moments where it's interesting a little bit yeah but that it's not it it's not a good story it's really uh, i it's I, really a bad story it's really a bad story and it's very frustrating because i love learning stuff so i'm like ooh, this is interesting and then it's like over stupid shit. But you know what, though? I have to say, if it wasn't a bad story, we wouldn't have as much fun with this. That's so, not necessarily true. Well, I okay. can make fun of a good story. Right, but I mean, like. I can make fun of Twilight. Right. Twilight yeah. at least had, you know, solid storyline all the way through. And really, right? if we ever do like a. Like, we should do like a um, live watching of the movie Wings with our. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, just a quick story here aside. Yeah, um, totally so, off topic. Yeah, we watched. We 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 had a thought that we were going to watch all of the um, Oscar nominated movies over time. Back. And one of the first ones was Wings, which is like a silent film from like the 1940s or something. And uh, 
It used real footage from World War One. Two. Two. Um, and then, and wife basically narrated the whole thing for us. Oh yeah, I did. Not not what it was actually saying, but what <laughs> wife wanted it to say. Well, okay, there were naked butts in it. There sure were. And it was a shock. Our child was like dying. Scandalized. I mean, it was great. Scandalized. It was, it was hilarious. To be fair, we were not expecting those butts. No, we were not. It, it was quite a long line of of 1940s butts. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. But it was a really neat movie and it was it was a fun experience and It actually was not a half bad movie for it was really a well silent done. movie and and the time and all that. So I can like, see why it was nominated for right. an Oscar. No, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But it was much more fun and entertaining with the uh, commentary. It so. would have been boring without my Additions. I'm just saying. I, I feel the same way about the Bible. Like, if it didn't have our commentary, then people would be like, this is boring shit. I They're wondered, just fucking reading the Bible. I wondered what the connection was. <laughs> I didn't quite... I wasn't there. Okay, oh, okay. Now okay. I get it. Yeah, now yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah. I make it fun. Right. Okay. I, I'm making it fun, too. But I make I think, it more fun. I hope I'm making it fun. You are fun to my fun. Okay. Like, so I'm only, like, secondary fun? You're, like, top-notch fun, huh? Fuck yeah. Okay. I mean, you're the smarty here. I'm the, I'm the dum-dum. <laughs> well, we're all in trouble then. <laughs> all right. Well, that was our First Kings uh, Q&A Q and, and wrap-up. Up. So tomorrow we're going to be back with our Contradictions episode, which my wife so fondly refers to as... You're always wrong! Correct. And uh, and then we have, like I said the other day, another special episode that we're going to have on Friday. So join us for that. I do want to remind everybody that we will be in Kentucky this weekend mm-hmm. down at the Kentucky Free Thought Convention. Um, and just so you're aware, there are still tickets available. It is $15, or I'm sorry, $10 online or $15 at the door. And uh, we would love, love, love to see you there. And if you do show up, make sure you come to our booth and tell us. And we're handing out free samples of our ungodly brewed coffee. So stop by and see us. Please. Please. I want to meet you. Right? Yeah. All right. We'll hopefully see you guys there. If not, we will see you tomorrow for the Contradictions episode. Yep. Bye. Hey, wife, I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh, my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. 
Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.